0: Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's show, Garrett Cole didn't get his act together, and the bullpen had to bail him out after the shortest outing of his career. One of those guys who helped Cole was Clark Schmidt, and he had a special night. The Yankees' woes with runners in scoring position continue, and some players are looking awful at the plate so far this season, and Abby is back with Yankee Stadium food rankings. All that and more next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yankees fans, welcome to Locked On Yankees. Happy 420, especially if you're in New Jersey. It's a great day for you. I'm your host, Stacey Gautzullius, and I'm joined by my co host, Abby Mastrocco. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can listen to us on every podcasting platform available, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. Abby, welcome back. You've been missed. Do you have, you, I've missed you.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I was in Boston last week working on a Bruins story. It was opening day at Fenway and I considered going. There was a couple, a couple of my hockey friends were going, uh, but I, I just had too much other hockey work. And so I, yeah, I was in Boston and I went in full fat kid mode because I did the Yankee stadium food tasting early last week. And then I went to Boston and I ate, Italian food, because obviously, you know, Mastracco. I stayed in the North End. Um, The TD Garden is right near the North End. Yep. Mike's Pastry, obviously. I had to get cannoli. I was going to ask you if you
0: went to Mike's. (laughs)
1: Oh, Yeah, my two favorites are the amaretto and the pistachio. Oh, the pistachio, yes. When I was little, my grandpa, um, on my dad's side, the Italian one, used to put birthday candles in cannolis for my brother and I, instead of birthday cake. I'm not sure how my mom felt about that. Cause she'd like make like cute little cupcakes or like things like that. And then my grandpa would come with like cannoli and upstage everything. And like, <laughs> you got to blow the candles out real quick because they don't stay in the cannoli cream the way right. they stay in a cake. I don't know how my mom felt about that, but I love cannoli. Yeah. So I had, yeah, I had pizza pasta and then I had Peruvian food one night. Ooh. My, uh, my roommate is from Boston and she, suggested a peruvian restaurant in cambridge near harvard and it was phenomenal uh i mean i love ceviche leche de tigre is amazing just about wherever you there's there's a lot of really good peruvian food in new jersey actually i used to um go try restaurants when i was covering the devils but this one in boston if you're in boston for a yankees uh red sox series or game definitely go check out couple of these places. I'm happy to give you food recommendations. I love talking about food.
0: <laughs> yeah. Later in the show, Abby's going to tell us about food selection. At oh, I've been waiting, and, waiting
1: Yeah, for this.
0: <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm very excited about this. So the first thing we'll talk about today, we have to, and Abby and I were actually exchanging emails last night after Garrett Cole's appearance, aborted appearance after one and two third innings last night. My God. <laughs> you can phrase it better. <laughs> sorry um shortened shortened oh. <laughs> quick disastrous. <laughs> yeah disastrous you know because he started off okay and then there was a bit of a layover there um but it was first of all it was the shortest outing of her career Most pitches in that inning, and he didn't even get to three outs. He only had two outs. 48, that was a career high. Four walks, also a career high for an inning. Just a disaster. And then what made it worse, or seemed to, after the game, he's giving this downtrodden interview. And because the Yankees won, they're blasting like, hip hop music in the background while the scrum is surrounding him and he's trying to talk about his appearance. And you can tell that he's really bummed, which is what you want to see when a pitcher has a bad outing like that. You want to see him upset about it and you want to see him try and figure out what the hell yeah. is wrong with him you know but just it with the juxtaposition between the happiness from his teammates because of the music and him being so sad i just i couldn't help but laugh at it just because of how goofy it looked but
1: well i was so i was watching the yankee game on my ipad at um i was covering islanders panthers last night because i wanted to see if the panthers could win their 11th straight game, which they did. That team is remarkable. I don't know what our friends at you know Locked on Bets are saying about the Florida Panthers, but um, we bet on the Panthers in the playoffs. <laughs> um, so I had the Yankee game on, on my iPad in the press box, and I was watching Twitter, and I was just sort of like, I don't know, maybe it was one of those nights where I was, like, too online, and I was like, man, Yankee fans, like, must be going through it if they've got, like, Mets fan friends on Twitter because everybody was talking about Max Scherzer's Start, you know, like everyone's predicting him. I I saw so many Mets fans who were like, "Don't say no hitter, don't say no hitter." And you know, he he did get pulled at some point. It was not a no hitter, but um, and then Gio Urshela was it Gary 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 Sanchez drove him in, yes, (laughs) Gio Urshela. And I was like, Yankees fans should just not be on Twitter tonight, right? I I, like I felt so bad. I was like, they they must really be going through it, and And, but. but they won. That's the funny Demon. thing about it. Okay, but I have to read the the lead from Eric boland's game story from Newsday cuz it this is like and if you know boland at all and like if you follow him on Twitter even like I know him a little bit personally but just following him on Twitter, I love him cuz he's so salty. Yes. He's so salty. He takes no shit from fans and I appreciate that as somebody who's pretty salty myself. Right. Um <laughs> It was really cold, and there was, like, snow flurries in Detroit. It was just not a great night. Yeah, even though the Yankees won. Um, a flurry of mutual ineptitude swirled together on a frigid and win- windy Tuesday night at Comerica Park to make for an astoundingly bad baseball game. And it was the Yankees who were just a little bit less bad than the Tigers in a 4-2 victory. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's very evocative. Bulland, like I, you put me a great writer puts you right in the scene. Yeah. I felt like I was in Detroit watching bad baseball in bad weather. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, and I even said it in my post game video last night because they have us do the locked on nows. And I said, you know, the Yankees won this game, but it was terrible and it was awful <laughs> to watch. And in a couple of my takes that I didn't put up, it took me like fifty takes to get through it. I at one point called Aaron Judge, Alan Judge. I'm like, what is going on with my brain? Um, But I said,
1: it's just like you watch these games and you're like, neither one of these teams deserves to win. No, (laughs) neither one of these teams deserves to win. A few years ago, I was covering the Mets in uh, Milwaukee and they played 18 innings. Mm -hmm. And there was like, I don't know, I think he might have been like an intern or like, he was like a younger kid who was like real excited to have a credential and like be covering the game. And he was like, man, that guy, that game was so good. They had to play it twice. And there was a few of us who were like, what are you talking about? That was awful. That was a terrible game. Oh my God, stop it. Like we, all of us just like veteran, probably veteran baseball writers. I'm not even that much of a veteran, but like all these beat writers who are just like, we have an early flight tomorrow or, you know, this is going to be a debacle. Like, this game was awful. There was, like, eight errors between the two teams. And, like, it was so bad. And this poor kid, who's, like, he's so jazzed on, like, being there covering the game as a credentialed member of the media. And we're, like, this was awful. This was terrible. This was bad baseball. I don't want to watch baseball when I watch stuff like this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I still feel bad about that moment. <laughs> I hope didn't ruin it for him. Yeah. But there was, like, a few other writers who were just as salty as me who were, like, shut up, kid. Like, <laughs> right. Right. we're tired. <laughs> yeah. Cause I joked in, in the one
0: outtake, I said, I really hope I said, because, you know, I know not everyone watches baseball every single night. And I really hope that this was not your first Yankee game of the season because not
1: indicative of, but you know what, there, ha- there's been some ugly baseball early this season, which we kind of knew was going to happen because of the shortened spring training. And there's right. injuries to a lot of key guys right now. So for those who are panicking about Garrett Cole and some guys who are having a tough time at the plate. It is too early to panic. Right. This The nature of this strange season is we're seeing it play out in real time. Or, like, right. the, the effects of the lockouts. Yeah. We're seeing this play out in real time. And it's going to correct itself. Sure. It will. But such a short spring training, you know, there were a lot of like, you know, teams probably didn't do as many infield drills or PFP um, that they, that they usually do in spring training. So we're going to see some sloppy baseball and especially with the weather right now. I mean, it's nice today in New York, but like, man, I was walking, I was walking out of this, um, the LIRR station, Atlantic terminal yesterday, walking over to the subway to go home and I felt like the wind was about to blow me over. And it's even worse in like in Detroit right now. So between the unpredictable April, May weather and the shortened season, shortened spring training and the weird off season, it's just going to be there's going to be some really ugly baseball games. We just have to like let it let them ride out this weird stretch and correct themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. in a moment, we'll We'll continue
0: with more talk about this game, because other than Garrett Cole and other than the inept offense, we have some pitching performances that were actually good to talk about. But first, whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces. Celebrating the special women in your life on BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring and are committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile with guaranteed service and repair for life. And if you're not satisfied, no problem. They have a 100% percent satisfaction guarantee so you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. So this Mother's Day, give your mom something special she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Yankees listeners get $50 off a $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is good only through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Locked On, Yankees, your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On now. Recaps of every MLB game with analysis from our local experts. You'll hear about everything from all over the league will take you through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once Cole left the game, Clark Schmidt had to come in and clean up his mess, and clean up his mess he did. And not only that, he earned his first win, he struck out six in three and one-third innings, and he held down the fort, set up or set the table for the rest of the bullpen to shut down the also inept Tigers, because they're just about as inept at the plate as the Yankees were last night. Um, I was happy for Clark Schmidt because of, you know, coming back from his injury and, you know, being one of the last guys to make the roster along with Sears and Marinaccio, So that was exciting for him. And for him to come in and... Do what he did to save cole
1: <laughs> and yeah.
0: the, you know the rest of the bullpen coming in and doing what they did that was a nice moment for schmidt
1: schmidt's been sort of one of the guys that the yankees have been waiting to waiting for him to pop for a little while now he was drafted in 2017 and he was part of that he was supposed to be part of like the rise of the baby bombers you know yeah and it's taken him a little while but he's you know, he battled some injuries We're starting to see him come into his own here, and he he could potentially be a really nice bullpen piece.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of the rest of the bullpen, you had Schmidt come in for three and a third, Wandy Peralta pitched an inning and a third, Clay Holmes two-thirds of an inning, Miguel Castro an inning, Chapman an inning, and they were all pretty much uneventful, not scary, which was nice for Chapman after the last two outings that he had. I was slightly worried when the Yankees were only leading 3-2, then DJ LeMahieu finally got a hit. Not him finally getting a hit in with runners in scoring position, position, but the Yankees. They were 1 for 13. They left 11 on base last night. And the good sign from DJ, opposite field. And it looked more like DJ of 2019 and 2020 in that at bat, which is good to see. So the insurance run helped, and then Chapman came out and did really well. So um, yeah, it was an ugly game. It was a slog. It was just, you know, it was so long because of everything that happened in that first inning with, you know, by the time the Tigers made it to the second inning, they were on their third pitcher. It was just, it was such an ugly game. (laughs) So the Yankees win, I think they're, aren't they uh in first they're like in a share of first place because the rest of the al east is early to look at the standings you can't No, i know but like with the way people are reacting to i know but the way the people are reacting to it you would think the yankees are like 10 games out already and it's just it's hilarious
1: Baseball fans, it is too early to look at the standings. Yeah, don't even look bother. At the Memorial Day is the day that you're, Memorial Day weekend, that's around the time you can, past Memorial Day is when you, you like the standings actually matter. Right. You can start glancing here and there, but like Memorial Day weekend is when they really start to matter. Past Memorial Day is when you can panic.
0: Right, right. Although, Although sometimes there <laughs> have been years where, you know, it takes the Yankees until, Close to the All-Star break to kick in. And I spoke about this on
1: Monday's show? Yeah. Ugh. You know, last year, they they really had trouble at the plate. First half of the year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just like, and I've said this a couple times, I would like for them to get into gear you know, kick things into gear, but stay that way, not do this up and down thing that they've been doing the last couple seasons. That's no, I don't want that. So um, yeah, but after Memorial Day, you can look at the standings around the all star break is when you can panic if the Yankees aren't doing well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a hmm. But let's talk about briefly. Guys who aren't looking good at the plate. Joey Gallo looked completely lost last night. And I felt really bad for him. You could see him in the dugout after his fourth strikeout. He just looked like he didn't want to be there. (laughs) He looks like he's two in his head. Um, And it feels like... It looks like the weight of the world is on his shoulders right now. And it really shouldn't be because... You know,
1: this is what happened to him last year when he got traded. And he felt a lot of pressure to make a big impression. I know that I've talked about this. I saw the first time I saw him at Yankee Stadium last year after the trade, he was in the batting cages talking to himself. And it was Susan Waldman who was like, oh, he's just the nicest guy and he really feels so much pressure right now. He's just pressing so hard. Look at how, like Susan was pointing it out. Look at how tight he's gripping the bat just in the cage taking BP. Yeah, The way he was talking to himself, even coming around behind the cage to watch other guys hit, talking to himself the whole time. Like, he's such a nice guy and he's like such a good teammate. But there really is, he wants to have that like signature Yankee moment, which he did have a few times last year. You know, he made a couple really good defensive plays to keep the Yankees in it during a playoff race. Yeah. It's tough to be able to like come out of the gate hot right away. I mean, yeah, some people do it, but like, you're kind of forgiven this year if you're not. He, like what you said in the last segment. Yeah, this shortened
0: spring training, you can't expect any of these guys really to look good. I mean, some of them will. Some players just get into it and they start doing things. I mean, Aaron Aaron, Aaron Judge, yes, I didn't say Alan Judge that time. Aaron Judge only has one RBI. He looked not so great at the plate last night. Struck out three times. Um, you know, so you can't... I mean, people are already talking about how this was the worst trade ever. They should get rid of Gallo, and it's too soon.
1: He's a good <laughs> defender, though. I mean, they do need outfield defense. Yes,
0: yes. And I feel like the hitting will come around. He's always going to strike out. He's that kind of a player. But I feel
1: like the hitting That's will come. true outcomes player.
0: Yes, yes. But people are really too hard on him too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> it's just too soon. You can't get rid of him. It's too Well, it's you know, soon. in his
1: career... His April-March OBP, a B, like, batting average, on base, like, he like he's had pretty good OPS in April. But, like, his April numbers are not great. They're right. fine. Right. Because some guys fine. do need They're that not...
0: first month to get going.
1: Oh, wow. He's had some really bad Julys. <laughs> now that I'm looking at the splits. See, that's your batting average in the month of July is 167.
0: That's so odd because July, usually, I feel like July is the month where a lot of guys set their career highs in home runs in a month because that's when the weather is really and truly finally just hot all the way through and balls are flying, baseballs are flying. And it always seems like that's the month when guys really get into hitting. So that's very strange. Wow.
1: Well, you can have like sort of that mid-seat hit that mid-season wall, wall. you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, otherwise
1: like his April numbers are fine. Like they're he he has more RBI. He's pretty consistent in the months of May, June and August. Um that they're fine. Yeah. He's not a traditionally slow starter, but he's not a traditionally hot starter either. Yeah. I I, I mean, yeah, the Yankees are searching for answers for a lot of guys right now. I mean, Garrett Cole is he's not supposed to be pitching like this and he's going to face a lot of questions given oh, yeah. the nature of the sticky stuff, you know, stuff that happened last year, that narrative, he's going to face a lot of uncomfortable questions. Gallo is going to face a lot of uncomfortable questions as well, because that's what happens in, when you're in New York, you've got 50 guys lining up at your locker, 50 people. I should not say that because there are lots of women in these scrums too. Um, yes. I'm one of them sometimes I should not discount myself like that, but, um, you've got a bunch of people lining up after, uh, you know, outside your locker wanting to know why you're not hitting. Yeah. And the hitting coaches can sometimes, you know, answer for you, take some of the heat off of you. And the hitting coaches can offer some insights as well. But, you know, it's. It almost feels like Gallo got away with his performance last night because Cole was so bad. I don't know. I thought I did see a lot of people on Twitter who were, and I saw some. No, I mean writing wise. I mean,
0: like the game story wise. I mean, there was mention of it, but I feel like everyone was focused on how bad Cole was. Um, Fan wise, no, everyone was focusing on. (laughs) A lot of people were focusing on poor Gallo. (laughs) I
1: think the thing is, though, is that because nobody expects he doesn't hit for average, right? Right. He doesn't hit for average. I think the thing is, is that if he's not going to be producing I mean he has no RBIs that he needs to be I think everyone just expects him to hit home runs yeah if he's not putting the ball in play he's got four hits but like I think everybody just expects him to be hitting home runs
0: well he's sitting tonight I'm looking Uh, at the lineup right now actually let's quickly do that and then we'll get to your food rankings because we have to talk about that because I need to know about that but let's go line up just quickly Hicks, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, LeMayhew, Donaldson, Torres, Kiner Falefa, Kyle Higashioka, and Josh Donaldson is DHing. Stanton's playing right, Judge is playing center, Hicks is playing left. Interesting. Okay, so in a moment, we'll get to the food rankings. Very excited about this, but first, we have to talk about Bilt Bar and their puffs. <laughs> because if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best tasting bars that Built Bars ever made. They're a protein infused marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Try the churro flavor if you can, it's the best one out there. Uh, they also have coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All Built Bars, puffs, and regular Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And if you go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away by their stats. The flavors, coconut, coconut almond, my favorite, mint brownie, raspberry. There's so many to choose from. And at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make them taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make them healthy. And I have no idea how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Here we go. I'm so excited. <laughs> Abby went to Yankee Stadium to try out food items, newer ones, right? Like the ones newer that ones. Were So a lot of them were actually
1: added last season. But, the, you know, with fans sort of making a gradual return last year, it was difficult for them to promote a lot of the new items. Mm-hmm. And they do have a couple new partnerships this year, one of which is with Marcus Samuelson. Um, you know, if you've never heard of him, he owns Red Rooster in Harlem. There's a couple other places, too. There's a he has a restaurant in Newark that I used to go to a lot. And their whole thing is like they they pull from a community garden. So it's sustainable. Um, So here. OK, here's my rankings. <laughs> the City Winery Burrata Burger was the best thing that I had that day. Mm. Like that burger is fantastic. It had it had burrata and it had um like it had pesto like grilled onto the bun oh let me pull up the i they did give us like a full menu okay that really good so bun with pesto mm. cabernet sauvignon balsamic reduction burrata and arugula and it was so good it was like perfect and i had another burger too i had the bacon crunch burger from bobby flay which was good but it was like further down on my list just because there's so much other like good things there um my second favorite was the King's Hawaiian Beef Bulgogi Slider. That one is a limited edition item. Mm-hmm. So go get that. Well, you can. It had um, some pickled onions and the, oh, I love beef bulgogi. It was, there was a couple people there who were like, they, they kind of got that one a little bit later because there was so many interesting things, but like a bunch of us agreed, like that's gotta be like, that's in the top five. It's, it's good. If you enjoy beef bulgogi, get it while you can. The sumo tots, so they're tater tots with, um, I have my menu right here. They were tater tots with beef chili, togarashi cheese sauce, spicy mayo, teriyaki sauce, wasabi furikake, pickled peppers, jalapenos, and kizami nori. They were so, so good. That I'm, to- actually, I'm actually drooling. The togarashi cheese sauce and the pickled vegetables was like, it was like it was perfect for like a but a crunchy tater tot. I'm a big tater tot fan. Like I'll take tater tot. I love fries, but like I had tater
0: tots for dinner last week. Just tater tots, a giant plate of them.
1: <laughs> I if, if there's an option for tater tots or, or fries, like I'll probably take the tater tot option. But these were great. They kind of reminded me of like a, I don't know, like a a Japanese. Animal style fries. <laughs> yeah, if you're familiar with In and Out and Animal Fries. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> the sumo dog, which had wasabi relish, pickled pepper, spicy mayo, teriyaki sauce, wasabi furikake, minced onion, and kazami nori. Um, that goes with the tots. If you want to get both, I ate both just to get like the full effect. Right. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um. It's a. It's a. Dressed up hot dog. And it has like the perfect dressings on it. (laughs) It's the perfect amount of dressed up. So the next, my number five on my ranking was the um, cornbread chicken and waffle. That's one of the, that's part of Marcus Samuelson's um, Street Bird is what the concession stand is called. It was a cornbread waffle and fried chicken with honey and some hot sauce or yeah, honey. It was honey. And then the hot chicken sandwich, which is also from Street Bird. That was that had like house made pickles on it. It was I'm a big fan of a fried chicken sandwich. Oh, this yeah. One super spicy. I was actually expecting it to be a little bit spicier. But I I, I very much enjoyed that. The chicken and waffle and the hot chicken. Like I'm going to be hitting that up pretty often at Yankee Stadium. The number seven was Halal Guys. They didn't give us like a full euro sandwich. What we had was like a little cup. With um, one had falafel, one had, I think, chicken, one had beef gyro and um, some pita with all the, you know, halal guys, all your favorites, like the white sauce and the hummus and um, halal guys at the stadium is pretty nice to have. It's also like one of the healthier options at the stadium and it has good vegetarian options. So, you know, if you're not going to be getting a burrata burger or beef bulgogi you can get a falafel which is always a good option to have uh the next is the bacon crunch burger from bobby flay i like the sauce on that one it has um potato chips on the burger and they put that one in last year that replaced replaced one of the burger places i forget which one i forget uh that but i did like that burger I just liked the burrata burger a lot better. That burrata <laughs> burger with the balsamic, like the balsamic and, and the pesto was just perfect. Uh, the grand slam shake. I probably could have ranked that higher. And that was very controversial. There were some people, I even got a text from a scout who was like, that's one of the best milkshakes I've ever had. It needs to go higher in your ranking. <laughs> it was good. And they're also now offering um, oat milk soft serve. That oat milk soft serve was, I, di- I couldn't have, I couldn't tell that it was dairy-free. So yeah. for those of you who are lactose intolerant and you still want some soft serve on like a hot day at a baseball game, the Oatly soft serve, I think you're going to be pretty happy with it. And then number 10 on my rankings was the Lobel steak fries. I was underwhelmed by those. Uh, like I, it's, it's number 10 on my ranking, but I feel like it actually deserves to like go lower. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't know whether like I got just a bad batch because it just felt like they were lacking seasoning. Mm. It was like steak and caramelized onions on top. And then on the bottom, like sort of underneath the fries was a cheese sauce, which I liked once I mixed it all together. But it just felt like nothing had salt on it. Mm. And it just it when you compare that to the sumo tots, the sumo tots were so much better. And because the cheese sauce was on the bottom, some of the, the fries got a little soggy. Yeah. So... That one it wasn't my favorite. There's also um, a new Yankees beer. They let us have some beer, so I had a nice breakfast beer. Nice. <laughs> um, I believe it's called, like, the Pinstripe Pilsner. Oh. It was pretty good. It's, like, a nice, light, easy-drinking beer. Very yeah. refreshing for summer. Uh, I. It- I wouldn't like, I I tried every single thing that was there. There was not one thing that I didn't try. (laughs) And I think that in the past, Yankee Stadium has gotten a reputation for being like the food is good, but it's not great. Everybody looks to like, you know, City Field has Shake Shack. That's the big draw. Yeah. But there are better burgers than Shake Shack. Right. This right. Bobby Slay burger with the um, potato chips—I thought that was kind of better. I thought that was better than a Shake Shack burger, and nothing against—I sh- love Shake Shack. Yeah, I thought the potato chips were kind of a nice addition. Like, gave it a nice crunch. You know, obviously, I'm singing the praises of the Barada burger. <laughs> the The beef bulgogi sliders, though, I'm hoping those stick around for like longer. Like, maybe more people will get them, and and they'll be the Yankees their concession people will be convinced that they have to keep the um, bulgogi sliders.
0: Maybe we can start a campaign on Twitter.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll do like a hashtag, tag the Yankees. keep them.
1: <laughs> it was, I don't know. I, I mean, I love Korean food. Yeah. But I, I just, so many people were sort of like walking past the bulgogi and I, like people had it later and everyone was like, oh wait, no, I got to redo my rankings. That goes up higher. Um <laughs> There's a lot of really good options, and there's good options for people with dietary restrictions, which is important. I mean, not everybody has an iron stomach like I do. Like, I can eat whatever I want without any sort of, like, digestive repercussions. Yeah, I feel Um, really
0: bad for people who are lactose intolerant because I could not imagine. I couldn't. I eat too much dairy and, you know, all that stuff, and that would just be a nightmare.
1: It's just – it's nice to – have that option of like having an oat milk soft serve. Yeah. And I th- I think they're making some of I could be wrong, but I think they're making some of the milkshakes with the oat milk soft serve as well. So it's a it's a good option for people who are lactose intolerant that, you know, halal guys is a good option for people who are vegetarian or if you just don't want to eat a heavy burger or, you know, if you just it's hot out there in in the summer you know you kind of want something lighter a burger can feel really heavy on a hot day and halal guys everyone I mean I love halal guys I don't know anybody who doesn't go to halal carts here and there in New York like maybe this is maybe this is just sort of like a, a regional favorite because I was telling a couple of my friends in California who went and did like I think one of them did the Dodger Stadium tasting and she was like I guess Mediterranean food would be fine. I was like, what do you mean fine? Like, (laughs) how dare you? (laughs) Yeah. So I, maybe it was just more of like a regional um, thing, Yeah. but I liked the full, I like being able to like, you know, go get a falafel if I want, instead of having fried chicken. There are, yeah, there are days where I want to just totally like blow my entire calorie allotment or I want to just like go all out and have a good time and eat what I want to eat. But there's I'm there all the time for work. And I typically I'll try and like bring a salad with me because I can't eat ballpark food every day. (laughs) And even the media meal is it's not always that healthy. And so I do try and, you know, I work out a lot. I try and eat moderately healthy most of the time and i can't eat ballpark food every single day i don't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> um it's so having something like halal guys is it's nice to know that that's there if i'm like running late and i don't have time to like make lunch or go grab a salad or something um and i'm sure that for baseball fans too this, it's the same thing you know you're coming from work and you might not want something you might not want fried chicken that day right So you can get a falafel, you can get a chicken gyro and you can get a little pita and make yourself, make yourself a sandwich. They do have, I believe they do have um, the pita wraps too. They just didn't give a, like for us to sample, it was like a little cup full of um, gyro and pita and all the good stuff. But it's, I, I think, I don't think Yankee Stadium gets enough credit for its food. Right. They do have some pretty cool options aside from just hot dogs and hamburgers yeah. you know like there are a lot of good options and I had a lot of fun at that tasting <laughs> um, I appreciated that the team wanted us to sort of try everything and there are media opportunities with Marcus Samuelson too and I talked to him briefly I told him I've eaten at his restaurant in Newark a lot and I I haven't eaten at Red Brewster yet that's it's one of it's like high on my list you know do you keep a list of restaurants oh yeah yeah Red yeah. Rooster's always been on my list but now I'm like well I've had all of this fried chicken at other places I've had it at Yankee Stadium and I've had it in Newark yeah I guess I don't need to go no but I still need to go so Yankee Stadium has some really great food options highly highly recommend well I just told you my recommendations but if you're not like like let's say that you have a friend who maybe isn't super into baseball and you're going you want to you've got a couple tickets to the game like you can sell them on the food yeah that's how I get my mom to go to games like we play this game with my mom she knows nothing about sports where we're just like patty name one like active athlete in any sport any sport please and you can't she can't do it she'll always say michael jordan
0: no he's been retired you know for like 20 years no yeah
1: so we can get her to go to games. My dad and I will get her to go to games because of the food.
0: So I, I will say when they first started putting the calorie counts up, what was it? The mid two thousands.
1: You, you got to ignore
0: those. The first time that I saw, cause I used to get chicken fingers and fries all the time. That was my go-to jam after I stopped eating hot dogs all the time. Cause I was like, okay, that's too salty. I'll do chicken fingers and fries. Like that's not salty. Um, and I believe it was 1190 calories. And I was like, Oh, oh, my God. So then when I would go to games, I would basically starve myself the entire day because I knew I or I'd eat a salad for lunch, you know, because yeah, I knew I was going I'd to the game. And...
1: Which is fun, too. I mean, I do that all the time. I'll yeah. eat. I'll eat pretty late in the morning if I like there are some games that I go to specifically for work where I'm like, I'm I want ballpark food today. I right. really want ballpark food today. <laughs> That sumo dog. That's a great example of sort of like upscale ballpark food. You know, it's a hot, it's a cool hot dog with pickled vegetables and a couple sauces on it. And it, it, There's times when you just got to go for it. Yeah, you just got. And if you don't want to go for it, then you've got halal guys as a good option. Yeah. Or oat milk soft serve. Oatly. That's the. Mm-hmm. I have Oatly in my coffee right now. Now that I think about it. So
0: uh tonight Luis Severino against Eduardo Rodriguez Severino is 1 and 0 on the year with a 2.25 ERA and 11 strikeouts. He's looking really good. Hopefully he will be okay tonight and not tax the bullpen like Garrett Cole did last night because that's the last thing the Yankees need when they have two more games against the Tigers and three more against the Guardians over the weekend. So we'll see how that goes for them. Um Yeah, so tomorrow's show, we'll obviously recap tonight's game, see what happens, Um, (laughs) preview Thursday night's matchup, and on Friday, we'll preview the series with the Guardians, which is interesting to say. It's going to
1: take a little while for me to uh, remember that they are, (laughs) like, continuously remember they're the Guardians. Yeah,
0: I keep you know in my head guardians 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 because i don't want to screw that up i'd like to not actually that's the one thing i don't want to screw up i know i screw up a lot of different things and people let me know but um that's the one thing i don't want to screw up
1: so i'm have to, like, put my a post it note for myself on this shelf up here like <laughs> guardians
0: yeah yeah all right, well, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. We passed 1,130 subscribers last night, so thank you for that. That's awesome. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you can be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday and we will talk to you all tomorrow.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.